Welcome to Live at the Vibe. The Vibe with your host Elliot Rovetti. We're here with uh, comedian Joe Antar. I've been trying to get Joe on the podcast for a little while. He's a busy man, much, much uh, needed, much wanted. He's uh, he's, he's pawn for, if you will. Joe, how are you feeling this evening? Yeah, good, man. Good. Feeling good. Can't wait to get on Saturday night. Nothing better than open mic comedy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Joe is actually he's actually he's, he's chilled me out a little bit I'm a little bit stressed up there kind of thing just running around but even just speaking to Joe uh, for like a second I've gotten much calmer I'm much more chill I feel like I'm actually in his uh, vibe his vibrational vibe so to say but uh I was going to ask, how do you prepare, how do you, do you, when you get on stage, do you try and get into a certain mindset that you are right now, or is there any other time, because you travel quite far on the train, like, how, how do you get in your uh, mindset? Um, I think I, I try to watch a bit of the show beforehand, because I like to, like, I like to know what's happened before, so I can reference it when I get up there, because I think that, that works well. Um, in terms of mindset, no, there's no particular mindset I try and get into at all. I just make sure, like, if there's new stuff I'm doing, I make sure I'm going to remember it, and it's basically it, man, yeah. Well, that's part of it as well, because you actually come from Central Coast, and that's, like, a lot, a lot further than what a lot of the comedians, like, uh, travel. So if you're looking for inspiration, look no further than Joe Antar, because he's on the train already waiting to get a set, a set that you missed out on. So do you ever feel like you're sitting on the train and you rethink bits that you're going to do because they're new like do you ever have time because you have that extra time of transit does it ever like sneak up on you where maybe you wouldn't have had time to rethink it but now you have time to be like should i do this bit how, like how do you what does that long distance do to your mind sort of thing 
Yeah, kind of, kind of. That's like one of the kind of good aspects about travelling is that I can do shit on the train. When I get the train, sometimes I'll drive. Like I've got, a, as you know, I've got a girlfriend at Epping, so I don't, I'm not always going back from the coast. And I, I go to uni as well in Sydney, so I've got a lot of shit going on in Sydney. It's, at the start, I would come down to Sydney and just do spots. And to be honest, I wanted to... Like, in my mind, I wanted to go over material after spots, but most of the time I, I wouldn't really. It was just, especially at the start, I was just mostly reconsidering, like, my whole existence after, like, bombing horribly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was That was basically it. Um, yeah, look, I feel like um, a lot of people think it's, like, a huge disadvantage for me or something, but it's not even... Because I can get shit done on the train. Like, even if it's not comedy, I'm doing other stuff to do with uni or work. Like... Mm. So it's generally not time wasted, really, on the train, I feel as though. But, yeah. So you try and stay productive as you're moving sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much. That's it. I try and, I try and make sure I'm doing something. Yeah. The reason I ask is only because, like, sometimes I'll be sitting on a bus and I'll have a bit that I've been excited to do all day and I'll literally get to... I'll be on the train or on the bus and be like, they're going to hate this. They're going to fucking... Oh, yeah. And so I think to myself, like, almost more of that time would be a curse. I, it's actually very nice to hear that you can turn it into something productive. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not too bad at all, man. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know how much I'm going over comedy on the transit. Hey, there's there's not that much I'm going over. Uh, yeah, just like the, It's just brutal when I've just had a bad set and then I've got like two hours or by myself just to like. Like think like what the Nothing fuck but am to I doing? Think about what like, you've done, dude. What am I doing? Just sweating on the train, just you know. That's that's the brutal part of it. But for the most part, it's fine, man. It's honestly fine. Like, yeah. For any of you that think you have a safe trans at home where you're just kind of chilling and stuff, like think about Joe. Whenever you salute Joe while you're sitting on the bus because he's got two more to do after you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we were talking a little bit earlier. Joe, if you haven't seen him in person, is a gorgeous man. Also has a uh, ponytail, and it. Suits him. It suits him unbelievably off stage. But I was wondering, on stage, you were saying that you never had to deal with having short hair on stage. Like you didn't have to grow it, deal with like maybe repercussions of people roasting you for having a man bun or whatever. What has it been? Sort of like, what, how do you take appearance into your performance? Do you think about that at all before you go on stage? Uh, pretty much not at all. Hey, I think that's just because I don't think I should take more pride in my appearance, really, in general. But I don't think too much about it at all maybe if I'm doing like a really I'm trying to think I feel like there's been gigs before where there's been a lot of business people and I like clearly stick out like a sore, sore thumb like when I'm wearing like some weird shirt and long hair and shit and I have to think about it like that but yeah it, it honestly hasn't gone too much into my thinking maybe it should go a bit more into my thinking I don't know but yeah I haven't thought about it I've always had like a, a a ponytail or a bum, whatever you want to call it. I think like, that's the way you should be. I mean, if you're even if you're wearing a clown outfit, if, if you feel confident in it, everyone, no one's going to even take a second look. It's it's when you start to feel self conscious, is when people are starting to take a second look. And I think that that's when, like anything I change about my appearance, I'm like, it's not going to work. And I think that it actually mainly is just my own performance, my own mindset that yeah. is actually affecting that. As I a, think for the most part, it just doesn't really matter that much, unless it's like something glaring that's clearly sticking out. Like it just doesn't. Doesn't even matter, man. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, okay. So, uh, last question I have for the, for the first half is: uh, before you try a new bit, like, do you are you able to think of a new bit a couple minutes before you get on stage, or do you need days to craft something? What do you, What do you usually do? Uh, well, so 
I write a lot. I write a lot of new shit, but for the most part, it's all just garbage. It's just trash. Like, 90% of the shit I write is just complete garbage. After I've written it, I'm like, this is just horrible. And then 5%, well, the remaining 10% I'll try and do on stage and probably like most of that is well I'll also find out is garbage so like there's always there's like a, just a small amount generally like that a, is like good and I, yeah and I'll have to go over it to get it in my head because anytime I do a new bit I'm always like scared about doing it on stage just remembering it I find difficult to remember and yeah just to sell like I feel like every time I'm doing a new bit I'm always so like anxious about it while I'm up there you can kind of feel it when you're the audience as well whereas everything else that I know is funny which is natural mm. I know it's funny and it's like it comes out more yeah organic. exactly exactly yeah. and you know it's naturally funny when someone's up there and they're really confident it seems like they don't give a shit when, whereas when you're doing something new or for me when I'm doing something new it's like I can feel it and I'm sure they can feel it that I'm nervous in it so yeah I will generally be going over shit in my head um new stuff try and remember it that's the most important part and try and actually do it like so many times I've bailed on new shit and just shouldn't do that at all like should just power through 100%. but yeah that's basically it beautiful yeah. and uh, in terms of tonight are we trying anything new yeah yeah some new stuff to do with like the gym this new bit about the gym gonna try some new shit about that hopefully I remember it I've got a feeling it probably won't work but uh, only one way to find out uh, so yeah Give it a go. Yeah. Right, well, let's find out. Uh, we'll be back right after the second half, and we'll find out with Joe Anta. Thank you for joining us. Ciao. Awesome. I love to travel. Like I uh, recently went to Kathmandu, actually, the uh, the tent store, and I uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I had a look at a few tents there. I had this guy called Brad show me around. You know, he uh, showed me a few one man tents, a few two man tents, a few three man tents, a few four man tents, but not a single tent for women, though, guys. Uh, very <laughs> offensive. I. Uh, didn't up cave, then I ended up buying a two-man tent for my girlfriend and I. I'll tell you what, in Kathmandu's defense, they are very spacious. I uh, was a big fan, my girlfriend not so much. I mean, but she had to stay outside, of course. Uh, it's a two-man tent and uh, rules are rules. So, me and my new friend Brad had a great time, so that was all right. Uh, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, no, it's cool. I, uh, I've been seeing a lot of ads on TV lately, guys, that are, that are designed to get uh, young people, particularly young males, to not do ice, right? I don't know if you've seen these, right? But there's why don't it take this guy is overpowering like six nurses, right? It's fucking incredible. He's got like superhuman strength or something. The thing is that I know this is the best method to get young people, particularly young males, to not do ice. You know what I mean? By showing them they're going to get strong as fuck if they do it. It doesn't seem like a good method. Like, I, I think we should be showing them the negative ramifications of ice, you know? Show them a horrible red source of terrible family destruction. Don't show them some guy smoking an ice pipe and then benching 110 kilos. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good idea. It's fucking idiots like me are going to be like, dude, ice looks sick. Let's do ice. Uh, no, I mean, I've been up. Uh, Welcome back to Live at the Vibe with your host, Elia Rivetti. We're here back with Joe Anti after he smashed out a very nice set in the first half. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, all right, all right. Pretty pretty average set, but it was, it was all right. It was all right. What was average about it? Uh, I don't think I ever quite... Uh, dude, I wasted like fucking three of my four minutes doing fucking idiot crowd work. I was going to do new shit. I just wasted my time. Fuck. It's not a waste. Did you learn something tonight? Um, no. Did I learn something? That's a good question. Probably 
not. Let's maybe don't. Come later yeah, sometimes yeah. a little bit. Maybe yeah. don't pee to so long. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Okay, so I had a very specific question for you. Uh, I know that you have a girlfriend. Uh, you usually head to her place after a set. We chat afterwards and stuff like that. Uh, how does having a girlfriend affect your set? Have you ever had her come and watch a set and actually it has affected you? Uh, she's come and seen me do stand-up once with my family when I did Raw last year, and that was the only time. Um, yeah, I feel like any time there's people like I know from the real world watching me do comedy I just feel like it's so much more pressure because it, I can't just like I love the feeling of just being able to escape and just being able to run from a bad set so yeah I feel like it raises the stakes but um, yeah I'm pretty lucky in terms of my girlfriend because uh, I've always had a girlfriend while I've been doing comedy and she doesn't seem to mind that I'm out most weeknights and a lot of weekends and whatnot. So, Can you explain that a little bit more? Like you said, you're, you're happy to run away from a set. Um, is it nice to be able to come home to a girlfriend or something like that? Or is it is it nice to... Like, how does that... Yeah. No, we just got this idiot. We've got uh, some distractions in the background. <laughs> um, no, it's nice. It definitely is nice to go home to a girlfriend after you bomb super. Sorry, what was the question before? The question yeah. was, uh, is it nice to have a girlfriend? Yeah. Do you prefer having her there when you bomb or do you prefer having her away when you bomb? Like, somewhere you can go to. Probably away. I prefer no one mention a bomb after I bomb. <laughs> I just feel like less of a human. But if I crush, dude, I want everyone there. You're then talking I'm about it? Like... Walking around like I feel like a hero. <laughs> like last week here, I felt like I had a good set. I felt like a hero. You always kill it here. Yeah, yeah. And then when you crush, I mean, then when you bomb, you just, man, fucking sucks. But um, yeah, no, it definitely is good having, you know, a bit of support after a, after a gig. But um, yeah. I don't know, man. Have you ever had someone in the crowd that you uh, that was there that you knew you didn't expect to see them? Yep. Yeah, I did. First time I did the lounge, I uh, went up there and I realised there was two people I used to go to high school there, and that just kind of it just kind of fucked with me, and I ended up freaking out up there. I freak out sometimes, Elliot, on stage, and sometimes I feel like you've seen me a lot of the time where it goes well, but a lot of the times I'm telling you it goes very bad, and when it goes bad, it goes fucking bad, and um, yeah. So I, Tell us a little bit about when it goes bad. Oh, like, when it goes bad. Like, oh, dude, it just weeded me out seeing these fucking... Seeing these people there. Um, what happened? Oh, yeah, I just addressed it. I just addressed it, and then I ended up... <laughs> I started to think during my set that people were... <laughs> like, I, I think I was doing well, but I started to think that the crowd were laughing at me and not with me for some reason. Yep. So I started to say this on stage. I was like, dude, are you laughing at me? And then it just created this <laughs> weird vibe. I don't, you know, I don't get booked at the lounge anymore, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, afterwards, Billy was like, oh, dude, you, you're doing fine. I don't know why you did that. And I was like, fuck. I don't know. I just get in my fucking head sometimes where I freak out. Yeah. No, I've, I've noticed that. You, you are very... Uh you 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 let the you let the set affect you whether or not you did good or bad you 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 let it take you you carries with you home sort of thing you know yeah, what I mean like yeah, whether definitely. or not you did a good job or bad job yeah I feel like that's like with every everyone right you when you do well like you feel like a hero like when you do bad you feel like a you know I think it shows that you care yeah that's it I mean that's it a lot of yeah you can really see it the comics that really care like fucking. McManus, he cares a lot. He's actually on soon, isn't he? But yeah, when he bombs, he'll like, like start screaming and shit. Like I don't do that. That's fucking idiotic, you know. But I, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, I, uh, I do, I do get upset and disappointed. But it's definitely easier the longer you do it. At the start, when you, when I remember bombing and just like it, just fuck, it was so brutal, man. 
just felt like the world was ending. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Look, we're going to leave Joe here. He's done a great job on the first half. Thank you so much for, like, breaking down what goes in your mind between here and Sydney. Uh, yeah. I hope to catch you another week. Cool, man. Can I just shout out my boys? Oi, please give, please give a shout out to all the fellas and all, all the right. plugs you got. I'd like to shout out, shout out George, Billy, Freddie, Rowan. Yeah, all the all the people supporting me on my tour coming up, the uh, the Joe Anti, uh, the Young Gun comedy tour, those yep. guys, uh, they're the great. The Young Gun. When, what, what date is that, by the way? Um, it's uh, during May. During May, sometime. So we got um, during May. We've actually got some of the most talented comedians in Sydney. Uh, we got Billy Darcy. Yeah. We got Joe. Uh, a bunch of no name, mainly just me, Joe Anti, and yep. then everyone else filling the uh, <laughs> the people carrier. Um, but yeah, it's going to be good, man. And I'll uh, look. I'll throw a bone to Alan Rutledge as well. And look. Thanks for having me, man. It's been great. (laughs) Thank you so much, Joey. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.